Hey, everybody, and welcome to Well Said, the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill podcast in which we talk with students, faculty, and staff about what's happening on campus and around the world. In celebration of Women's History Month, we're talking about women in leadership with Carolina's first woman student body president, Patricia Wallace, who's calling in from her office in Virginia, where she's now a lawyer. You worked in student government all four years at Carolina, getting more involved as the years went along. What made you decide to run for student body president in 1985? I wanted to do it, I guess, and I felt that I would be good at it. I was extremely proud of UNC's history of student government and wanted to be part of that. Did you face any challenges or difficulties during your campaign? There were a few interesting moments. One thing that surprised me is, is I mean, I was raised basically, you know, it didn't matter whether you were male or female, you just do your hard work and you achieve things and you, you know, get where you want to go. Um, but I remember one day walking down Franklin Street and I heard a couple of guys talking, oh, no way we're going to have a girl student by a president. I also heard that in, in one of the stairwells of, uh, in between classes. And it really surprised me because I, I wasn't raised to think that way. And I was surprised that, you know, here it was 1985, which of course is dark ages now, but I was surprised that, that folks were still thinking that way. So I, I wouldn't characterize it so much as a difficulty, but um, more of a, a surprise. Obviously, those people on Franklin Street were wrong. Carolina did have a female student body president. You won the election in 1985 and became Carolina's first woman in that role. Were you actively and consciously trying to break down that barrier? I wasn't consciously trying to achieve it because I, I just wanted to get in the position and, and do what I had as, you know, as, as my vision for, for student government. You know, I was, obviously, I was aware of it. In some ways, it, it got in the way a little bit. And after the election, I was really surprised at how much publicity it garnered for UNC and for myself personally. And I, I kind of uh, became immediately shy after that. What made you become so shy? Well, it, it, was, it was kind of strange. I mean, I, I remember one day I, I went home and there was a reporter waiting at my apartment door. Another time I was in the shower and there's somebody knocking, you know, a reporter knocking on my door. I'd go to restaurants and people would know who I was. And, and it's, this is all, of course, pre-internet, but it was, it was sort of a little jarring that people knew me when I was out and about. Do you remember where you were when the results came in? How did it feel once you knew you won? <laughs> yeah, I, I believe I was in the great room, the big room at the, uh, the student union. I, I don't know if it's still there, where they had the step shows. And uh, they, I think that's where the returns were coming in. I mean, they, you know, again, this is pre-internet. And I, my immediate thought was kind of like, oh, wow. Oh no, you know, what am I going to do now? Part of running um, involved putting together a campaign and it was great, fun people, but they were the kinds of people that didn't want to work in student government. So I had to try to figure out well, where, you know, where was I going to get people to um, lead Sweet Seat? So how'd you get people to join your team? A little bit here and there. I mean, I just, some people trickled in, um, some people knew some people, uh, some people from the campaign actually got involved for a little while at first. And the irony is, you know, part of the appeal was we wanted to establish sort of a, a new student government away from 
you know, the same old people with the same old connections. And we did, but that also has the, the, the flip side of that is that there's a reason why you end up with a lot of the same faces over year in and year out in student government. Okay, so now you've been elected and formed your team, but how are you going to lead the student body? Yeah, that's, that's a great question. I, w- I was part of the, the Carolina Fellows, so I had a semester class of focusing on leadership and leadership styles and options. And I think as a sophomore, I kind of valued a sort of top-down style. Well, let's, you know, here's our list, here's our agenda, let's work through it, let's get it done. And then I was president of the Model UN Club, and I was trying to push through a meeting really fast, and I realized that people don't want to just get things done. They want to sort of talk about things and talk about things that may not be relevant, but it's important to the cohesion of the group to develop. So as as student body president, I kind of merged those two somewhat opposites. So on the one hand, I was always, okay, we're going to have an executive branch meeting. It's not going to last more than an hour. We always stopped at an hour, and we were able to get things done very quickly. And if people wanted to, to socialize or talk, they did that afterwards. But there was also a lot of leadership within that group. So my role was really just keeping you know everybody in the group apprised of what everyone else was doing, provide support, and watch people create these amazing projects and watch them succeed. How do you look back on your legacy as the first woman student body president at Carolina? I wish I had done more. I think that my my greatest service was really as a member of the Board of Trustees. I, I, I very much admired the people that were, were trustees at the time. I guess in some ways I did pave the way, but in some ways I didn't. I mean, it wasn't a conscious decision. I didn't throw myself down and, you know, the, a cape over a mud puddle. But I do think that firsts are important. I guess a year or two ago, the UNC has recognized a number of scholarships for first. They put them in names of, you know, the first black student body president, the first woman student body president. And I think getting a first out there, okay, kind of clears the table and other people can just focus on the issues and focus on doing their job. And if there's anything I did that would, you know, that helped subsequent women work better with the administration or work better with the trustees, fantastic. You know, I I think that I was a fairly moderate, politically a moderate person, and that, you know, I wasn't extreme one way or another, and it may may have made me more palatable to the trustees and the administration. Maybe that was a good way to start. I, I couldn't tell you. Three people you've said who've inspired you are Frank Porter Graham, Bill Friday, and Ray Dawson, a former professor who later served the UNC system as vice president of academic affairs. What made you look up to them? The three of them saw the purpose of the university as a place of learning, a place of personal growth, a place of values in learning moral leadership. It was a, it was it's just a beautiful place. I mean, you see students who come in from all over the world. They gather in this one little place. They interact with one another. They get to know thinking and and styles and values from different cultures, and they get to to explore things that they have never done before, never thought about before. And when you see, when you're teaching and you see a light bulb go off on a student, over a student's head, it's the, it's 
it's incredible. It's one of the most wonderful experiences I've ever had is just that excitement of watching somebody learn something new or see something in it from a different perspective. And I think that from a very high position, Dr. Dawson and, and Mr. Friday and Senator Graham saw what students could do and saw what the university could do for the students and for, for society as a whole as those students moved through and, and became professionals and participating in the government. In what ways did you learn moral leadership as student body president? Well, I, I think as, as we get older, sometimes we get more fearful of taking a position. So as a 20-year-old or 21-year-old, there were oftentimes I felt very comfortable taking a position and standing by it regardless of who was on the other side, you know, whether it's trustees or the administration. Looking back, you know, as time progressed, I probably became less confident in, in challenging the status quo. But when I look back and reflect, and when I have really important decisions to make, I remember those times and, you know, not just that they happened, but that the, the trustees and some people in the administration really appreciated and fostered that moral development. Thanks for listening to the podcast today. Be sure to check out unc.edu in two weeks for another episode of Well Said, or subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or Android apps.